Welcome to AMDA on the Hill, your opportunity to keep up to date with the latest policy and advocacy news from AMDA, the Society for Post-Acute and Long-Term Care Medicine. AMDA on the Hill is produced in association with AMDA on the Go and available on the same podcast channel. And now, here's your host for AMDA on the Hill, Alex Burdak. Hello and welcome to AMDA on the Hill, your periodic update on AMDA's public policy and advocacy activities. Uh, my name is Alex Bardock, and I'm a Director of Policy and Advocacy here at AMDA. Uh, as usual, just a very brief update on um, everything that's been going on in the policy and advocacy realm uh, over the last uh, month or so as we begin uh, 2022. And this has been, of course, typical over the last uh, almost two years now. Uh, we'll talk about what's been going on with uh, COVID. Uh, the latest uh, around COVID has been a few updates from CMS surrounding visitation. Uh, as you may recall, earlier this year, CMS put out a, a new memo uh, around uh, opening up visitation. And you know, CMS has been very clear that they want to have visitation uh, open uh, to anyone. And so that's brought about a few questions uh, about testing, uh, about uh, PPE, uh, and how to do so safely. So, uh, you know, obviously, MDIS continued its conversations with CMS uh, about flexibilities that exist, uh, but clearly CMS has stated uh, in no uncertain terms that in, in all cases, visitation should be allowed regardless of um, vaccination status. Uh, and what we've been working on is the availability of tests uh, and the availability of resources in order to make that happen. Uh, obviously, the concern continues to be that, um, you know, everything is done safely and with the Omicron variant that is uh, dying down at the moment, uh, but we are aware that any other variant could come come around. Uh, we're always cautious uh, as to you know how things are going to play out. Uh, speaking of vaccinations, that's been a roller coaster ride uh, ever since the new year. Uh, obviously, the Biden administration prior to the new year uh, issued an executive order that um, uh, all healthcare facilities uh, must be vaccinated. And through OSHA, any employer larger than two, 100 employees must be uh, vaccinated. Um, there was a court case, there was a stay uh, in that, and there was a Supreme Court decision uh, doled out. Uh, by now, I'm sure all of you know that that Supreme Court decision was to allow the healthcare mandate to move forward uh, and to uh, rule the OSHA mandate unconstitutional. Uh, so, you know, as far as we're concerned, uh, the implementation of the healthcare mandate that all um, uh, all workers in in um, healthcare settings must be uh, vaccinated. Uh, the other question has become through ONC is they've had different definitions for fully vaccinated and up to date vaccinations. Uh, fully vaccinated meaning that they've had their two doses. Up to date vaccinations, of course, means that that includes a booster. Uh, AMDA has uh, encouraged uh, and supports that everybody in nursing uh, homes get a booster uh, because there is evidence that boosted individuals fare much better. Uh, and that includes residents and staff uh, considering uh, you know, how the virus could be uh, spread. Uh, so uh, there are various deadlines for, for all of this uh, and each state is implementing in its own uh, way. So you should be obviously mindful uh, we'd love to hear from you on how that's going. If you're having any issues, uh, our group that has been meeting on Friday at four o'clock, the various state leaders, uh, has been monitoring this and sharing um, best practices uh, and you know talking about stories and and ways to facilitate all of that. Um, obviously, the take up of boosters 
uh, remains uh, not at the rates that we would like it to be. Uh, we continue to work with CMS and others on, on educational efforts uh, to improve that. Uh, the other uh, issue has been the availability of therapeutics. Uh, obviously, with the Omicron variant, um, the monoclonal antibody treatments are um, somewhat limited. And so we've been talking about how to ensure that there's an equitable uh, distribution of uh, monoclonal antibodies, particularly for those that are the most vulnerable, uh, and that is uh, those in, obviously, in, in post-acute long-term care facilities. This is an ongoing conversation. Uh, AMDA is working on uh, putting out some uh, information or statement, uh, and you know you should see that soon. Uh, but clearly, this is an issue that you should also be aware of in working within your state structure, uh, working with your pharmacies. We've heard success stories in various states of how that's been rolled out. Uh, and so you know if you are having trouble getting access to therapeutics, and this is something that, that you're struggling with, um, please let us know. Uh, the other update is around strike team funding. Uh, I've talked about this before. Um, there was money in federal legislation allocated $500 million in Medicare and Medicaid dollars uh, for strike teams uh, to be used in nursing homes. This is, of course, to address the ongoing crisis with, uh, with staffing. Um, some states we are hearing that are already utilizing these uh, sorts, of Delaware in particular, these sorts of strike teams. Uh, but the money, uh, states had to submit their applications as to how they will be using that money. Uh, that had to be in, uh, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. And so now we uh, are at the point where we really need to ensure that the money, uh, number one, gets to the states. Number two, that post-acute and long-term care clinicians, medical directors are at the table uh, when there's uh, strategy conversations as to how this money should be used. It doesn't uh, all have to go to nursing homes. It could also be used for assisted living. The conversation has been around uh, transformative efforts uh, that need to occur. Uh, obviously, the, the first thought is how to help with uh, the, the ongoing staffing crisis. Uh, and, you know, and that's another issue that, that we have been talking to Congress about, talking to CMS about, the White House task force, uh, and that is the dire need for staff. Uh, one thing that has happened is, and we talked about this, is that staffing agencies have been known to uh, essentially up their prices for staff. Uh, and that's something that's gotten the attention of Congress. There was a letter uh, written from the members of Congress expressing concerns that the staffing agencies were actually not uh, giving that money to the nurses, but uh, are profiting from that. And that's a major, major concern. There was a letter written from the American Hospital Association and from the American Healthcare Association jointly. Uh, AMDA has signed on to several letters in regards to this issue, uh, and we continue to talk about how to improve the staffing and how to you know, ensure that staffing agencies aren't simply using this as an opportunity uh, to, to gouge uh, in terms of their prices uh, and really price the nursing homes out of the, out of the conversation. Um, again, uh, this is something we'd, we'd love to hear from you if this is happening in your area, if you have a particular story uh, that you'd love to share with us, uh, we'd love to hear it. Um, these are all helpful. Uh, in, in our conversations as, as we have on the Hill um, and with other agencies. But, you know, obviously of, of major concern, how we fix this long term. Uh, this isn't just a short term problem or a problem that started with COVID, but clearly we're going to need uh, solutions long term. Uh, other than uh, COVID, there are other things that are, of course, uh, getting attention. Uh, we've talked about Build Back Better America plan, uh, which uh, passed the House. There were some nursing home uh, staffing, speaking of staffing provisions, 
in there. Uh, when it reached the Senate, uh, those changed and in the prospects itself of the Build Back Better America plan aren't uh, very high. I'm sure you've read reports online. Uh, it may not be news to you that, that uh, you know, it may, may actually not uh, go anywhere at all. Uh, so, but in any case, that is something we're monitoring and looking whether or not those provisions that were in that legislation related to nursing homes, related to staffing, uh, can be, uh, you know, taken out and, and uh, put into separate pieces of legislation. Uh, so that, you know, obviously something we are uh, tracking very closely. Other than that, um, there are other issues, uh, some of the hot topics um, related to a national coverage decision that was handed out from uh, CMS and related to Adahelm. Uh, it's obviously controversy around uh, treatment of Alzheimer's. Um, the national coverage determination from CMS essentially said that it's a decision of no, no coverage uh, and they wanna see additional trials. Uh, and these, these would be outpatient trials. Uh, that they would see before uh, they would cover it. Uh, AMDA did submit comments on the national coverage decision. We participated on phone calls. Uh, I think there will be more to come uh, related to this issue. Uh, but what AMDA has stated is that the use of Adahelm um, as it stands currently is not appropriate for the patient population in post-acute long-term care settings. Uh, we do not support uh, its use there. And you know, if there are additional trials, we need to ensure that the population um, in the nursing homes would in any to prescribe any drug the population in the nursing homes uh, should be part of that conversation uh, otherwise we won't know the efficacy uh, and you know unclear as to its benefits uh, but that will be a conversation i think that'll be ongoing uh, amda will participate as as much as necessary uh, and we'll see where that goes um, you know other than that we are tracking a couple of uh, requests for information related to health information technology uh, this is a big issue. Uh, obviously, you know, interoperability is another one of those things that's been exacerbated and highlighted through this crisis. So, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we can continue to highlight that. We've had conversations again with members of Congress. We will be responding for some of these requests for information, uh, and we'll make that public as well. I think those are, um, you know, that's uh, probably a good bit. Uh, those are all the highlights that I wanted to cover today. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me uh, any of those uh, input that you want to provide or examples or anything you'd like to share. We're happy to hear from you. Thanks again uh, for engaging with us. We're hoping to have a, a very robust uh, 2022 as we sort of get through the pandemic, uh, perhaps enter a different stage of the pandemic, but um, you know, and continue to improve uh, the care and the lives of, of patients and residents post acute long term care facilities. Again, thank you very much, uh, and uh, we'll be talking shortly. Thank you. References from this podcast can be found at paltc.org/slash policy.